0: Welcome to our podcast, Oncology Morning Commute, The Health Disparities Landscape. Morning Commute is developed in collaboration with At Point of Care and Projects in Knowledge and is part of a continuing medical education series. This independent CME-CE activity is supported by an educational grant from Estellus, Merkin Company, Pharmacyclics, and AbbVie Company, and Janssen Biotech. In this episode, Dr. Otis Brawley and Dr. Christopher Flowers discuss disparities in oncology care. How are they defined? What populations are most at risk for experiencing disparities in care? Information about the faculty and disclosures can be found at morningcommutepodcast.com forward slash disparities one. You can use this link to receive your credit and evaluate this program. The URL can also be accessed in the episode notes. Dr. Brawley is a professor in the Department of Oncology at Johns Hopkins University, Baltimore, Maryland. Dr. Flowers is Division Head Ad Interim of the Division of Cancer Medicine and is Professor and Chair of Lymphoma and Myeloma at MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, Texas. I am Candace Hoffman, Managing Editor of Morning Commute. Dr. Brawley will begin our discussion.
1: Chris, thanks for joining me. First, can you tell me what are disparities? What are health disparities? Yeah, so when
2: we think about a health disparity, that's a particular kind of health uh, difference. These are typically closely linked to economic disadvantage and health disparities adversely affect populations of people typically those who have systemat- systematically experience greater social or economic oft- obstacles that affect their health. Uh, these can be obstacles like uh, having a clean environment. They can be linked to uh, racial or ethnic groups uh, that very commonly have been defined in those ways, uh, but should not be defined exclusively in those ways. There are other uh, barriers like religion, socioeconomic status, uh Gender uh, and other uh, factors that can affect uh, health disparities as well. But most commonly, they've been linked uh, to uh, socioeconomic disadvantage.
1: Now, it's interesting you should say that. You know, when I first got into the area 35 years ago, we always talked about minority health. And uh, David Satcher, a surgeon general, sort of morphed it in talking about disparities in health and then even started talking about health equity because it's more than just a black-white issue. It's a socioeconomic issue. It's a rural-urban issue. Uh, Many people are unaware. The majority of folks who suffer disparities in cancer are white Americans. So uh, can you tell me just a little bit about how what is our approach to trying to reduce disparities in healthcare? What are the things that we're thinking about? You bring up a very
2: important point, is that when we think about uh, some of these disparities, many of them, as I mentioned at the outset, are socioeconomic. And so disparities in access to care often come from disparities in access to insurance. So the uninsured populations and those who have Uh, state insurance or more limited insurance programs often have disparities in access, and those uh, disparities lead to disparities in outcome in terms of uh, health disparities. The other term that you bring up that is uh, critical to this discussion is health equity. And that's really attainment of the highest level of health for all people. And so when we think about that more broadly within the cancer population, really achieving health equity requires uh, valuing everyone uh, equally and then focusing on, uh, as a society, attainment of the highest health outcomes for all, all individuals, which may mean for some individuals Uh, that that requires additional assistance in terms of helping to overcome some of those barriers related to insurance status, related to socioeconomic uh, differences that they have that impair their ability to access high quality healthcare. Mm
1: -hmm. What are some of the causes of health disparities? The root causes?
2: Uh, Socioeconomic uh, factors, uh, racism, uh, institutionalized factors that uh, limit uh, access to care, Um, And uh, rural status has been another one that has been uh, associated with uh, unequal access to care. In most situations, what we see is that equal access leads to equal outcomes. And so many of these inequalities that lead uh, to health disparities are factors that are associated with
1: unequal access. Now, you and I trained as treaters and trained in treating cancer. One of the things that I sort of as a late bloomer training in epidemiology started thinking about is differences in prevention, how there are differences in uh, how our behaviors actually causing disease. Um, We won't always find it early and treat but sometimes we need to start thinking about prevention. For example, I was really shocked 20 years ago when the literature started coming out that the second leading cause of cancer, right behind tobacco, is energy imbalance. Obesity, consumption of too many calories, and not enough exercise. Think of it as a three-legged stool. Obesity is just a marker, but too many calories and not enough exercise. In addition, second leading cause of cancer, and ultimately with the decline in smoking, it's going to become the leading cause of cancer. And that obesity exercise calorie thing, it affects blacks versus whites and rich versus poor differently. You want to talk a little about that? sure so i'm going to turn this question around a little bit to let
2: you talk more about it but i think you know one of the things that we've commonly thought about in terms of uh, disparities in cancer particularly for early stage are disparities in access to screening um but they're also uh, yeah as you've nicely been uh, defined are disparities in the ways that risk reduction uh, can occur across populations And, uh, you know, you've been one of the pioneers in this
1: area, so I'll let you uh, say a little bit more about this. Well, food deserts, the fact that fruits and vegetables are far more expensive than high calorie uh, or calorie dense prepared foods has led to the fact that in, in, among black women, 15% were obese in 1970 and it's well over 60% now. Among whites, it's 15% were obese in 1970 and it's 35 to 40% now. And we just said energy imbalance is a cause of cancer. And it's interesting, as the death rate from cancer is going down in the United States, and we have this energy imbalance epidemic pushing The death rate back up. And we really need to start thinking about prevention. You know, if I were um, medical czar of the world, I'd prescribe five to nine servings of fruits and vegetables per day to every American, make every American walk around the block for at least 20 minutes every day, get us back into using stairs. Uh, You know, these preventive types of things, these are some of the social. These are all fueled by social determinants of health and even things like breastfeeding, which prevents breast cancer. By the way, breastfeeding prevents triple negative breast cancer. And I keep hearing that black women have more triple negative breast cancer. Black women also are more or less likely, to breastfeed. Now I've been talking black, white here, but we can talk rich, poor, rural, urban. Uh, Quite honestly, the races don't matter for so many of these things, except occasionally cultural issues and racism issues. You bring up uh, outstanding points in terms
2: of uh, many of the challenges that we will be seeing in the years ahead in terms of our risk reduction uh, related to cancer. We've very commonly thought about that strictly in terms of tobacco use, uh, and clearly uh, that is a mitigating factor for a number of cancers. There are also are social determinants of health that uh, influence uh, who smokes and uh, uses tobacco currently. Uh, And that's another uh, one of those factors that uh, leads to uh, disparities uh, in the incidence of cancer and disparities in the outcomes of cancer. You point to many other key factors uh, that we'll need to intervene on in the years ahead to be able to change cancer outcomes for
1: patients. Yeah, I I talked about how smoking is declining in the United States, but let's remember this is social determinants of health we're talking about. Twenty percent or more of high school graduates still smoke cigarettes. Uh, Less than seven percent of college-educated Americans still smoke cigarettes as a result of that. And having insurance and access to care. Uh, People who are college educated in the United States, two-thirds the risk of cancer death compared to people who are not. Huge disparity by education right there. Uh, Let's talk a little about where people get treated. Uh, You're at the big cancer center in Houston. I'm at the big cancer center in Baltimore. Can people get good care out in the community, or do they have to go to these major cancer centers? Well, it, it depends, at least in part. For common cancers
2: and for uh, people to get uh, the general uh, diagnosis of uh, uh, those common cancers, particularly with early detection programs, many of those can happen uh, in community practices closer to their home to get access to screening modalities, which is... Uh, Uh, probably the the easiest and best access for many of those uh, individuals. For uh, more specialized cancer care, uh, particularly those that include complex surgeries, that include uh, complex diagnostic uh, procedures performed by experts, in uh, some of the pathology uh, subspecialties within cancer Uh, for experts, clinicians in uh, fields uh, like uh, I I specialize in, uh, in hemologic malignancies, uh, those uh, cancers more commonly uh, we've found that patients get better care at more specialized academic centers. Uh, And so uh, really patients need access uh, to that
1: sort of specialized care to get the best outcomes. I want to end by talking about Uh, something that really is a pet peeve of mine. Many of us in medicine tend to blame the patient for disparities and for bad outcomes. Talk a little about that and talk about why it's just not fair to blame the patient. As
2: we've discussed that these, uh, these effects on uh, disparities are all socially determined. So none of us can control uh, where or when we were born and who we were born to. Uh, and those are really uh, the primary factors that influence kind of what access you'll have to care if you were born in a rural environment and live uh, in a rural environment. Uh, what parentage you had if you were born into uh, a, a socioeconomic uh, situation like poverty uh, that influences what access you'll have to insurance and care. And so these are the types of patient-related factors, not patient choice, that ultimately uh, have the greatest influence on these disparities in care.
1: You know, in in a future podcast, we'll talk about implicit biases on the part of the healthcare system, on the part of the healthcare provider, because they're different. Uh, We're going to end by talking just a little bit more about prevention, which many people are now starting to say we should refer to as risk reduction. And so just go through some of the things that all of us can adopt that will lower our risk of getting cancer. So you've mentioned many of these exercise,
2: uh, a regularly balanced diet that uh, includes uh, fruits and vegetables. Uh, avoiding tobacco products (laughs) that really goes without uh, saying, Uh, and the kinds of energy balance things that you mentioned uh, at the outset. I think all of those factors really have a dramatic effect on reducing our risk of getting cancer. And these are uh, improved by cancer screening modalities at the appropriate uh, recommendations for those cancers uh, that we have screening modalities for.
1: Yeah, many people don't realize that colorectal and cervical cancer screening can actually reduce the risk of getting the cancer, whereas breast cancer screening, prostate cancer screening, maybe lung cancer screening, reduce the risk of dying from those diseases colorectal and cervical cancer screening actually can reduce the risk of getting those diseases. So I want to thank you, Chris, for uh, a wonderful discussion. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Remember, to receive your credit and evaluate this program, please visit morningcommutepodcast.com forward slash disparities one. For all the episodes in this series, please visit morningcommutepodcast.com forward slash disparities.